Welcome to Cogniz Education Untapped Podcast, the show where we bring you experts and leading practitioners in the field of education. Welcome to Education Untapped. This week's episode is coming to you from the Cognus Therapies Post-16 team in our new offices at Cantium House, Wallington. We're your hosts, Ashley Stevens, speech and language therapist. And I'm Emma Peridge, occupational therapist. Together, we lead up the Post-16 Therapies team here at Cognus. In today's episode, we will meet Dan Levy, England disability cricketer and a coach mentor for the Change Foundation. We met Dan in a recent visit to the Change Foundation, and we were so inspired by the work that he does coaching young girls with disabilities, not only in sport, but also in life skills and emotional well-being. Dan is autistic, and he uses his own personal experiences to help shape the program. On top of all of this, he also finds time to travel the world playing cricket for his country. Stay tuned to hear all about it. Dan, hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi everyone, thanks for having me. Um, thanks for the intro. So basically, my name is Dan Levy. I work for the Change Foundation, have done for about five, six years. Uh, I've been a young person and com- been involved in the charity for 10 years. So thanks for having me. Brilliant. Thanks, Dan. So can you tell us a bit about yourself, about your personal experiences related to special educational needs, sport, and maybe give us a flavour for some of your personal highlights so far? I went to a mainstream school. Um, Myself, I've got ASD, autism spectrum disorder. So I found it quite difficult to fit in at school because I didn't have the support uh, that I probably should have had. Uh, But with my love of sport and I was very, very passionate about sports. So I, I used to love joining in with any sport, football, cricket, rugby, basketball, uh, table tennis, even gymnastics, even dance. I'd always try and like strive to be better. So with the love of sport and my little bit of competitiveness inside me, I was able to make great friends from school because they uh, saw me as just Dan, Dan the sportsman, Dan, Dan the man, Dan the guy, to be honest, like rather than label me with my disability, they were they were able to see like, oh, Dan's very good at sport. Uh, let's talk to him about sport. Let's help him with uh, other stuff. So, yeah, my um, my passion before cricket was football. So I still love football today. But when I was younger, I wanted to be a football player because um, that's what we all know. So um, in the summer, I um, it was too hot to play football one day, so um, my mate, my best friend um, at school, he said, "Oh, let's play some cricket." So that was the first time I played cricket in the back garden, and I just loved it. To be honest, I thought it was great, just the bat and the ball. And from there, I went to join our uh, his club, 
which is now my club. So I've been playing there ever since I was 15. So yeah, I've come back to school. I would make friendship groups would be hard for me, like just trying to fit in, uh, just trying to talk to people. Um, I was not like on my own. I did have a group group of friends, but I wasn't like the popular kid at school, but I didn't want to be, to be honest. So a personal highlight, I mean, earlier, as you may have heard, I play for the England disability team, uh, cricket team. So I've been to um, Australia two times. So I've just come back from Australia in um, Brisbane. We went to Brisbane. So we played against Australia uh, disability team and uh, we won the series 7-1. And we played eight games, which is great. Um, I made my debut back in 2011 in South Africa. So we played against South Africa disability team and Australia disability team. So I've been very fortunate to play four or five five tours uh, all across the world and hopefully number six in the next few years. That's incredible and how exciting to hear about all of your tours and how, um, how great that has come for you and congratulations to your team for winning the, the recent tour. It's great. It's so it's so inspiring to hear about your journey and how this has shaped you. Can you maybe tell us a bit more about how you came into your role at the Change Foundation? Sure. Um, so I was in year nine, year eight, no, year nine, year ten, I'd say. Um, it's when you normally do work experience at school. So you're kind of wondering what what to do. Like a lot of parents I know are in the same problem, thinking I've got to send my kid for a week or two somewhere, but where am I going to send them because there's not many options or, you know, there's, it's difficult to find something that young people are into. Luckily enough, um, my tutor at school, who's a maths tutor, uh, she was brilliant. She was the one who understood me the most out of all the staff. And she helped me. Um, she knew about a charity called uh, the Change Foundation, which was formerly known Cricket for Change. And obviously I love cricket and I've been playing cricket for a few years. So I got involved uh, with the Change Foundation for a week. So I did a week's worth of work experience. I loved it really. I got all around London. I'd meet some of the coaches. I'd talk to them. Uh, they would show me all the festivals, all the competitions that I used to play in. And and then I used to help. I used to help um, doing loads of stuff, um, doing some cleaning and stuff, just doing all sorts of stuff, just to, just to learn on the job basically. So from there, I started working part time for for a few years. Uh, myself, I'm still part time, so I do um, lots of different sessions all around London. So I remember my first experience. We um, turned up in a little small hall, and we had loads and loads of young people, and uh, I was I was quite anxious to be fair because it was like being at school again, like there's 30 kids in a room and now you're kind of trying to control them so i found it fun but it was difficult but i got gained so much confidence and obviously i had support from the other coaches who were there which helped me and i got to learn off them and see what they could do and adapt it brilliant thank you for sharing that with us so you're responsible for leading the girls win group at the change foundation can you tell us a bit more about that group specifically and then also some of the other groups that are offered there perfect so girls win is a 
disability group for girls. So basically it's a safe space for young women to come and uh, play sport without without the boys trying to run in and boot the ball around and be loud and stuff. So it's all good for the girls. It's a safe space for them. Um, we do lots of goal setting. We do, they get to choose what sport they want to do. Um, so yeah, we help support them in that way. Uh, we set uh, goals throughout the programme. So it could just be uh, turning up on time, could be an easy goal. Or long-term could be um, trying to find a college course or try and find um, a method to help them sleep if they have sleeping problems. So like little things like that, we help support the girls. Um, yeah, so it's all for them. Sounds amazing. And it's so important that they have their own space. How about some of the other groups? So there's London Futures, which Emma and I also came to see. Could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, myself, I don't lead that session, that that group. So um, Ryan Jones leads that. He's my colleague. So um, that is a similar kind of program, but different because it's for boys and girls. But the most important thing about that program is we're trying to find young people with disability their first ever job or their first bit of training or experience in the, in the working field and work placement. So this is where we will work with them closely and get them to get their confidence, their travel, um, also find out what they're into. So what kind of field they want to get into to whatever, like music, sport, uh, even retail, all things like that. So we have we've made good contacts with uh, businesses and stuff to help so we, we regularly speak to businesses and see if there's any opportunities. Um, so yeah, we really strive and push to get the young people what they want. So we have quite a few uh, of our young people actually get jobs and stuff, which is great. And every time you get an email or in the WhatsApp group, and when we get that saying that they've, you know, they've gone to their work placement or they've gone to their job for their first day, it lights up your day. It makes you feel great. You know, even if you you know them a little bit, it still makes you feel so happy. And so, yeah, that's that's that program. Um, at the uh, centre, we have um, those different programmes going on at, at the time. I work on another one. So I work with the refugee cricket programme. So basically every Wednesday we come and um, we teach them cricket. The guys will come. We normally get about 40 or 40, 50 sometimes, roughly around 40 young people that will come. So we give them that, again, that safe space to play cricket, um, that kind of family vibe of everyone together. They cook together um, and it's all about integrating them into society. So making them making them feel part of everything. So it could, it could even, some of the boys I know are working, so some of the boys now have jobs, some of the boys live on their own. Some of the boys have like new cars and stuff. So it's just giving them that opportunity to be part of the society, which is a big thing in our work. I mean, it's amazing to hear how sport can really bring people together, how sport has the ability to form that togetherness. and. Like you said, a safe space, but that it's not only focused on sport, but on employability and life skills and being a part of the community, which I think is so important for 
for young people. Can you tell us a little bit about your youth ambassadors and how does that work? So um, obviously we run loads of different programs uh, at the charity. So our young ambassadors program is a separate program in itself. So it's basically all of our graduates from all the different programs. So we've got like 15 different programs. So they all come and it's um, it's kind of their little safe, their little space. So obviously they just graduated the program. So they all have fresh ideas about what we can do to to make it better. What what doesn't work? What does work? What do we need to change? Um, and they're still involved in the charity, so they can uh, go out and talk about the company and stuff and trying to recruit young people or try and talk about their own story, to be honest. So, yeah, the young ambassadors are great. And what they also add is we live in a social media age and they are the kings and queens of using uh, TikTok, Instagram, everything all the all the social media um aspects that we find in in well in the world um these young people are great and they keep us relevant because obviously myself i'm 27 years old so for me to be relevant with the 19 18 year olds that we work with or younger then um it's quite difficult so with these guys helping us and coming to sessions and being there and using telling us about social media and trends uh, it really helps us out a lot and that's such a great thing to have them so involved and what a great selection of programs and groups that run at the change foundation when we came to visit you we saw you had a really amazing connection with the young people in your group how do you use your own skill set to support the young people so um i'd say my best skill set is probably um my humour, I'm quite a funny guy, so I like to crack a few jokes. I, you know, that's my kind of coaching style. I, I found my coaching style a few years ago, to be honest. Like I've been working for years coaching, but you only kind of find your style when you feel comfortable and you feel confident. So I always had the kind of humour inside of me, but I didn't want to always go into sessions really like full of humour. So obviously it could have a negative effect on young people we work with but I realized that that's me and I realized that young people especially young women on the program they relate to it and find it easier especially if you have a new young person like a new new lady or a new girl come into the session for the first time I can crack the ice I can tell a joke and I feel like I'm very good at welcoming um especially young women into the group um my biggest skill I think also is empathy um like myself, I've got a disability, so I know what it's like to kind of go through what they're going through in a way. Um, yeah, so using my empathy, I kind of, I like to listen, I like to help, and, and they can always come to me and talk to about talk about stuff, and I always want to help, and I, I love hearing what, they, what they're doing during the week, etc. So yeah, my biggest, biggest uh, skill is the empathy. Also just adapting, so adapting to working with young women, to be honest, like when I started, we used to do cricket. So we would have mainly more boys or young men that would come. So we'd have, I'd work with a few girls here and there, but obviously not a fully girls or women session. So I had to kind of adapt. 
because obviously I'm working with a different client group here and me being a guy was difficult because I'm going into a, a girl session so obviously I had to kind of think oh how can I be you know how can I stand out and how can I how can they feel comfortable so that's when it comes back to my humor and my personality like I just enjoy what I do and I enjoy going in there and talking to them about everyday stuff I think I come across as like a big brother to some of the girls so some of the girls um see me and think oh Dan's all right he's he's quite funny let's have a chat with him um I need a bit of advice let me go and talk to him about something and also I might come across as a father figure because obviously um I'm like the older kind of guy in the in the room so I like to think that I give good feedback, good advice and stuff, so they feel comfortable talking to me. I think that's definitely something we could see that day when we came to visit you, is just um, the connection you have with the group. That's really um, amazing and inspiring to see. Dan, we've so appreciated you coming over and chatting to us and telling us more about the Change Foundation as well as Girls Win and the amazing work that you guys do. Um, for our listeners, how can they link up with the Change Foundation? Well, linking up with us is quite easy. Um, we do have a website, uh, changefoundation.org.uk. So feel free to have a little look on our website. We have loads of different um, videos. We have loads of different links and stuff to click on. Um, as far as referrals goes, at the moment it's summer holidays. So obviously our work tends to slow down a little bit because obviously all the young people go out and go on holidays and we do offer trips as well. So the girls win a group, we, we take them out to different places. So a few weeks ago, we went to Water Wipeout, which was really fun and they loved it. So they normally, the trips would normally happen during the summer. Uh, but back to referrals, um, we're looking for referrals in September. So get in touch, um, you can get my email off the website, yeah, our comms team also tweet out some stuff. So if, you, if you're on socials, um, follow us at the Change Foundation, at Change FDN. And yeah, we're all, always looking for collaboration. So we're always looking to get involved with other local local businesses and stuff and help promote everything, to be fair. Brilliant. So I'm sure our listeners will be looking you guys up on Twitter, on the website and hopefully reaching out to send in some referrals or just get in touch and have a chat. And we'll definitely be watching this space to see what comes next for you, your next tour and also for the Change Foundation. Thank you again so much, Dan. Thank you for having me. I uh, hope everyone has a good day.